Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. I am Tina. And I am Kaisa. And we are both Estonians living in Estonia that have seen the world. <laughs> Our aim is to bring Estonians and its expat community closer to each other, give an insight to the background and how they've made Estonia their home, and to just hear interesting stories about us Estonians and the way how foreigners see us. We really love hearing your feedback and to keep in touch with us, go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and join our email community, write to us. You can find all the contacts over there. And in case you feel the need to write to us any kind of feedback or just share um, what your thoughts were after listening to a podcast episode, you can do so by reaching out to us over at Instagram or Facebook. We always love getting feedback and we always love sharing stories and conversations with you as well. So with that said, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you have we met before? I heard you. Today recording in Tallinn again and I just had a really interesting conversation with Andrew from Ghana and Andrew has been living in many different countries in uh, all around Africa but Estonia was his first country in Europe where he moved to and he shares how he studied in EBS Estonian business school here made his PhD there and he was working full-time and studying full-time and we get into Estonian food, we talk about sauna, we talked about how he is uh, learning Estonian thanks to his daughter because his daughter learned it in kindergarten and can already speak it fluently so now he can just ask advice and ask about tips from her daughter for example and we had many other topics that we covered so stay tuned and let's jump in, enjoy! So Estonia, mm. I a friend of mine who had um, visited here, uh, actually lived in the UK at the time, who had visited here was the one who uh, mentioned Estonia to me. I had really never, um, you know, interfaced with the name or country, but I was pleasantly surprised on <laughs> getting here. Yeah. So that's how I heard about it through a friend. Um, who had lived in, who was living then in the UK, still there, and um, who had visited here and was like, whoa, this is one of the best places you, you could ever go to <laughs> in terms of innovations, tech, wow. and yeah. So people have lots of good things to say about uh-huh. Estonia. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you, you were living in UK at the time? No, I was then living in Ghana. Yeah. So you grew up in Ghana, right? Yes. And yes. Have, you, have you lived in other places as well? Yeah, I've um, visited many places um, because of work. Um, so the list goes on and on from uh, South Africa, Nigeria, oh, wow. um, Cote d'Ivoire, I've even gone as far as Burkina Faso, okay. I've gone to Egypt, uh, stayed there for a while, and then again before I came here, because the embassy is there, mm-hmm. uh, to India, mm-hmm. um, to the United States, uh, many times. So a lot of countries <laughs> outside of Europe, Yes. but is Estonia the only European country where you lived? Yeah, I think um, where I've lived, yes. But I've visited mm-hmm. many countries here too, since okay. I came around. Okay. Germany, uh, okay. Brussels, uh, all over, yeah. That's cool. And yeah. how long have you been living in Estonia? Uh, since summer of 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been six years, right? 
six good years. Ooh, so <laughs> what were your first impressions when you came to Estonia? So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I, was, I, was, I was amazed at, um, uh, you know, one of the things I was, um, I read a lot about um, Estonia before coming here. And so I think my journey here was so long. When I got here, it was in the summer. So I was suspecting that it would be warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you yeah, know. and how did that go? <laughs> I was surprised that uh, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't dressed appropriately for the cold, mm-hmm. and it hit me real hard. Mm-hmm. So from the very first day, I knew where I was going to. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, a lot colder than I, than I anticipated. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was nice. Okay, so that was summertime, and yeah. it wasn't. You felt it's not warm. So what happened when the winter came? <laughs> oh my God! It's like um. That that even um, um, reminds me of something which happened in uh, one of the apartments I lived in. Mm-hmm. So uh, fast forward, I had settled in and then I was I had moved. I was living in Nome, somewhere around Nome. Okay. And then uh, my um, um, heating system broke down. Okay. And I called the owner of the house and was like, "Oh, oh, um, the handyman is going to come in on a Monday." Yeah. And it was like Saturday or so. Sorry, it was like Saturday. Uh-huh. So I. And the temperature dropped to like negative, it was like minus 25. Oh my God. Did the pipe even like work? Piping worked or like? <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> really? Is that sarcasm or? No, no, no. Really? No, no. Because what I, did I you do? I, I, I dressed like I was outside, inside. Mm-hmm. I wore my jacket, everything mm-hmm. dressed fully oh inside. God. And then to sleep, I had to cover myself with, uh, with everything on the bed. <laughs> oh my God. I would, I would die. Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy. horrible. Yeah, but actually, then they were doing some repairs on the house. They, mm-hmm. they, they were renovating the entire house. So yeah, that's um, that, that's why it took it happened that way. Okay, so so that was six years ago. Yeah. But if we go back in time for the um, six years ago, so what made you come to Estonia? Like you mentioned, you had this friend in UK who yes. talked about it, yes. but. Uh, what what did you came here to do to study or to work or uh, what was the main reason? Yeah, so I had um, uh, I, I just I'm passionate about learning, you know. I like mm-hmm. learning, so I had done a lot of studying in different places. So I had wanted to concretize it with um, a PhD, mm-hmm. to, you know, as a terminal degree. So I was looking out for where to go to. So I got gained admission to um, study. Um, in Australia. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. University of New- Newcastle. Then mm-hmm. uh, there were actually two Macquarie, and then, and then they offered me um, uh, a master's de- master's program in uh, professional accounting mm-hmm. as a second um, master's degree because I already oh. had one. Was the first one also in accounting? No, it was in no. information systems. Okay. So uh, they offered that to me then, and um, I was going to have it was a double. Thing. You're going to have a CPA together with a master's in professional accounting. What is CP? Uh, it's um, is this professional accounting program okay. certification? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then um, so when they when I got that, I was contemplating. I was like in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I gained admission then to go to Australia. I was um, I had finished my masters and I'd done. I'd finished also uh, the SIMA is a professional management accounting program in the UK. So I'd finished um, the management level too. So I was contemplating what to do next with my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, this friend of mine um, um, lent, I, I, I spoke to her and she was like, oh, are you heading to Australia? I was like, yeah. 
But um, have you heard about Estonia? That was when the thing came in. Like, have you heard about Estonia? We're just on a call. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what about? They said, ah, oh, they have some. It's really, really um, advanced. Mm-hmm. The educational system is really good. Check them out. Mm-hmm. So, I just started, uh, and then fortunately there was this um, um, this um, study in Estonia um, program uh, program already mm-hmm. ongoing. So I just went there, and then mm-hmm. I went through several uh, programs on offer and then, mm-hmm. and then that was that was how it happened it it was quite interesting but did was he already living in estonia or, no. or studying here no how just, did you know about for, it then? just came for <laughs> summer you know like you uh-huh. know this uh you know you have this uh to fin- uh, helsinki mm-hmm. and then to estonia. the ferry yeah, yeah. yeah to Tallinn, and then you can mm-hmm. walk through the food or like <laughs> The food. Yes, hmm. right. We will definitely go, come back to the food part. <laughs> so that was it. Just mm-hmm. that brief, um, you know. So did you decide to come to Estonia instead of Australia? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. And yes. where? In which university did you chose to come? Um, so then I was looking for um, uh, management mm-hmm. uh, PhD. Okay. There was only one. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Estonian Business School. Mm-hmm. So that's where I headed straight to because I had had, you know various like you know um, I studied or majored in various areas <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanted to just cap it with uh, uh, with management yeah stuff like that are you still studying or it's finished already no I defended my thesis um, uh, last year mm-hmm. and oh congratulations well. yes, thank you <laughs> so uh, it took me five good years mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah it's worth it yeah I think PhD takes a long long time mm-hmm. right one of my colleagues finished in three. Oh, she wow. had finished in two and a half. Whoa, that's fast. Yeah. Okay. So it, um, I think you know, on my part, I was combining. The f- I was. I've been working full time since I came here. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit. Uh, it was a bit hectic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what have you been doing, working full time? Yeah. So um, when I came somewhere twenty, yeah, somewhere in December of twenty fifteen. I managed to land a job uh, with Microsoft. Okay, wow. Yeah, so I was like, I always like to... That know. sounds good, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> so I love talking about that, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I worked um, in Microsoft for uh, from 2016 to 2018, okay. December. Two years, yeah. yeah. Actually three. It was... Ah, uh, three, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I moved to Twilio. To where? Twilio. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Another TWI. Mm-hmm. Tree. So, Twilio, yeah. Twilio. It's a, the API company. Mm-hmm. Solid company. And what were you doing in both of them? Always like programming or IT or? No, for um, Microsoft, it was more on um, um, fraud, oh. op, um, um, operational risk. Mm-hmm. So, and focus more on credit card fraud and other okay. types of fraud. Um, it was a mix of everything. So, I can't say, man, I wasn't actually doing hardcore mm-hmm. programming there. But at Twilio, Twilio is more software company, so I was doing mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of everything as well. Mm-hmm. Some a little bit of development, this, that, that, that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I moved to Twilio, mm-hmm. and then um, I was there from 2019 January till um, <laughs> December of um, uh, last year, 2020. Okay. So that's two years. Okay. Okay. And then I moved to the bank. To the bank. Uh, to the bank. Lumino. Yeah, to Lumino. the Lumino. Okay. Yeah. But is it been, how has finding work been for you? Is it, has it been easy or, because it sounds like you, you're in those big companies in those shiny, shiny names, named places or no, known places. I yeah. 
I, I, I think it's um, a mix of so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people who go like, oh, it's so hard to find work. Yeah. It is. It is true. Um, I, I acknowledge that fully. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, too, I know others, too, who are doing really well, mm-hmm. you know, companies like that. So, yes, it's difficult to find work here, especially if you're not um, uh, speaking Estonian. But mm-hmm. maybe my example is a shiny one that, hey, there's <laughs> light yeah. at the end of the tunnel, yeah? So. Yeah, it's really cool. But do you, do you need Estonian at those workplaces or do you work in English? Um, I think to an extent, it's mm-hmm. important to acquaint yourself with the local language. Yeah. At least be able to say... Um, 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 my uh, or um, something, you mm-hmm. know, just be able to say basic things. But for the for those international um, companies, multinational companies, you don't actually need um, Estonian fully to. Mm-hmm. But I would think, I mean, from my experience, whilst it's not required on a job to deliver, I think you need it for just to be able to fit into the environment. Mm. So that's one of the things I. That's why I took it so seriously. Okay. I took it so seriously. Okay, yeah. you took it seriously. Okay, wow. <laughs> so the whole time you've been in Estonia, you've been working full time, studying yeah. yes. full time, I yes. guess. And so, have Thank you had you. any time to get to know Estonian people, and how has that been? Mm. <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, uh, I think to 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 a fair extent, I'll say yes and no. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's it's been hard um, over the last few years because I have not been able to maintain friendships mm-hmm. that I um, I started, and unfortunately for me to hear, mm-hmm. it's not that easy to maintain friendships yeah. <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. So so what makes it hard, and why isn't it easy? Aren't we the same as your like other yeah. people? Yeah, it's it. I mean, I, I find... You no, know, that's one of the best places uh, to live, you know, if you know that. You know that, obviously. It's one of the best places to live. But the reason why it becomes um, additionally difficult is that here, spacing or space is a big deal. Space, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, you can get into people's spaces mm-hmm. um, that often. So, like I was saying, I've never received a call <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah. And now... <laughs> Like you've received like three calls during that interview. <laughs> so, wow. so yeah, yeah. So so that's it. But at the same time, too, I respect the 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 fact that here mm-hmm. space is important because in other places it, it becomes so much um, um, a non-issue, mm-hmm. you know. But here it's like, hey, um, just stick to your corner and stick to mine. If we need to interact, we would. Otherwise, you're in your corner. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I, I felt, <laughs> this is so refreshing. So Seriously. You, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe, but okay. No, it's true. It's, <laughs> for me, like, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I got a lot more introverted because mm-hmm. I was working full-time, studying full-time. And the rest, so I, I, I'm always indoors. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've, I've, I find this, like, exciting. You can read your books. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, uh, you know, interface with your PC or whatever, your mm-hmm. laptop, <laughs> as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, there are no social commitments, if you okay. like. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so how how different is it from uh, how, from other countries where you live than from uh, Ghana? Oh. Like from, do you have commitments there that you have oh, to stay yeah. in touch with friends and so on? <laughs> certainly, certainly. 
that's one of the biggest things. You cannot stay indoors in in in, in Accra, particularly no? as a young. No. Why? What happens? Do they come to your door and be like, "Come out, come out"? Or like, no, no, no. there's a lot going on. You know, fun places to go to. Okay. Music everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there. People wanting to talk, engage mm-hmm. in a conversation, oh, talk yeah, about that, social issues. That okay. might be different. Yeah, people yeah. wanting to talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you step out, you yeah. just you can even sometimes I even recall I'll just um, join a public transport uh, and then and then you start you just get engaged in a, in a social or mm-hmm. maybe a, the most topical matter on a bus with strangers. Okay. It's just you can just strike a conversation anyway. So that's typical in Ghana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But do you develop like strong friendship, like friendships like that, or it's just like randomly, like uh, hey, and you never see each other again? Um, I think it's um, two ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are solid friendships from school. Um, you know, you get to bond whilst in school, maybe church. Mm-hmm. Here it's not a big deal, but over the church. Uh, mosque whatever mm-hmm. it is but i feel that in estonia if you actually have a true friend mm-hmm. that is a real friend yeah if you can call someone a friend mm-hmm. that's a real friend yeah. unlike uh, for on our side where it's more like oh because there are a lot of social activities so you mm-hmm. need to you know associate but here it's like if you actually have a friend that's a friend yeah <laughs> yes. that's true that's so nice to hear i always that's love true. when people say that <laughs> true. True. okay so when you grew up in ghana like uh, what was your childhood like did you grow up in a city or like countryside or yeah um so i grew up in a city in the very heart of the capital capital city um, and what is that called accra accra, accra okay. yeah mm-hmm. so my uh, i grew up with my both my both parents mm-hmm. but along the line uh, my parents um you know sort of um were not together so i was mm-hmm. hopping from one house to the other mm-hmm. my father worked as um, a geodetics engineer so um he had an office or offices too so i worked with him so by age 14 i was already um on my first pc oh and um i remember i broke um he bought a he brought a PC home. Mm-hmm. Those days they were really big, huge um, uh, monitors and uh, <laughs> you know desktops. And so I put in a CD. Then we had C. We're using CDs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard of those. Yeah, CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And maybe VHS, Disc. V- VHS. Had this. Uh, yeah. um, how do you call it? Um, um, Discuts. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, discuts. I remember when I was younger, I had like uh, uh, some games that I loved to play on those discs, exactly. <laughs> like some frog Stuttery. game and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he brought one to um, he brought one around, mm-hmm. and out of curiosity, I managed to lock the CD in the um, CD player, mm-hmm. or, you, or if you want to call it a deck at the time, and. Um, as a result, I he 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 had left. He wasn't around in the office, so I I I took the PC from the office home, mm-hmm. and I spent the whole weekend trying to fix it. Oh. I had to dismantle everything. Wow! And then I assembled it together. And how did you know how to do it? There was no YouTube at that nothing, time, nothing. right? So what did you do? So how? I just kept experimenting uh-huh. in and out. Something would go wrong, and then I would put it back. You know, mm-hmm. those days we had a lot of connectors. Okay. And there, so if I fixed it and I tried it, it didn't work out. Uh-huh. Then I had to, you know, then too you could um, detach the the side of the PC or all of it. 
and then mm-hmm. see the board, the motherboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember. Content. Yeah, my brother studied <laughs> IT, and then when I was younger, then he showed me like how to take those screws out so, and how to fix something. So I'm a bit like uh, I've done it as well, but it was like when he told me exactly what to do, so, yeah. I didn't do it alone. So. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, it was, it was a good experience for yeah. me. So. Um, that was exactly how my formative years were. Mm-hmm. Very, very curious. I was always curious. At home, if there was a gadget, mm-hmm. I would be one of the first person to learn how to oh, use cool. it. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, at home, they still call me the gadget guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always switching gadgets. Gadget guy. Cool. Yes. So, yeah, so that's, um, and that, that was a, a very fundamental part of, the, the, of my formative years, mm-hmm. which is IT. The other part was I was... Um, um, really good in school, mm-hmm. so um, he often used my services in his office. Okay, he what does just, that mean? He would just give me work to do. Okay. Even though I was small. For example, what yeah, did like you do? Maybe he, he would ask me to, he had a, we call them bills of quantities. Bills of quantities. So I liked mathematics okay. at the time too, so he would just, uh, uh, no, he, he, they were handwritten. And he asked uh-huh. me to use a typewriter okay. to actually type them. Uh-huh. So I learned how to type from ah, there as well. Okay. Yeah, with nice. the, Typewriter. That's useful skill. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So uh, it was more like a clerical job, but then mm-hmm. um, I was learning, and especially I was learning uh, his job at the time. Mm-hmm. So the level of detail to his documentation, mm-hmm. filing, to when we got on the ground in the morning, so we mm-hmm. wake up like 5 a.m. Oh. and go to the field to um, do demarcations. Uh, we're, we're, and then in the afternoon, we have to go and register it uh, area and the rest of uh, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was that was how I grew up actually. <laughs> okay. My whole life has been. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So when you said that you were learning your dad's job, yeah. was the goal like did he wanted you to take over his job one day or? Certainly. To he, become an engineer yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was uh, bent on getting all of us into um, that. But one of the things I, I grew an interest, because I was always in the office, mm-hmm. I was also doing accounting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like accounting for, because things were coming. There, was, there were accountants. There, mm-hmm. were, there was a whole office set up. But I would just go in and I would see that some of the books. And then I was like, oh, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. So um, along the line, I grew an interest in accounting as well. Mm-hmm. That was where I developed the interest in that. And then IT and, mm-hmm. and the rest. So yeah, he wanted uh, me to become an engineer. Okay. But he noticed that... I was rather interested in becoming a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, different yeah. field. Yes. So um, he um, changes mine along the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, today I'm, I'm here doing mm-hmm. something else. Today you're like neither, but something else sort of <laughs> yes. topic. Yes. Okay. And what does he think about your job now or what you're doing and where you're living? Um, along the line, you know, I had a, before I, I, I left, um, um, to come back here, I had mm-hmm. a very good job in Ghana. I was in the Auditor General's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what's the the Auditor General? The um, Auditor General. Yeah. Is that what does it mean? It's um the this is the um, state officer oh. mandated by the law okay. to audit every ah. state account audit. Okay. and resources. Like it could be a quasi government mm-hmm. institution or any other institution. He he has a mandate mm-hmm. to audit. That seems quite like a powerful position. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I was um, a special assistant to the Auditor General. Mm-hmm. So it was um, a really big... I was sitting okay. in board meetings. Yeah. I was traveling wow. all over the place. I was part of the auditing process. Wow. Systems auditing, financial auditing, whatever auditing. Yeah. And the review. Okay, wow. We even won a UN audit and I was part of it. 
Oh, wow, so, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I, and you decided to change that? Or yes, like, I, why? <laughs> I, I, this, this is the thing. This, mm-hmm. this is the thing about me. It's that, you know, yeah, and to learn. Passionate to, mm-hmm. to know more. Mm-hmm. So whilst I was there, mm-hmm. I managed to finish my master's program and then also the SIMA professional accounting program. But I felt, ah, to be able to excel in this role, mm-hmm. I needed to challenge myself a little more, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought, oh, what if I... I was able to enhance my um, uh, analytical abilities, you mm-hmm. know. So how about a PhD or something further? Mm-hmm. That's that's how it's been. So maybe as we are reviewing reports, I realize, oh no, there's a gap. There's a knowledge gap. I need to fill it, mm-hmm. you know. So oh, I, I need to take this course to fill to it. To fill it. Then, yeah. Okay. It's been so, like that. But do you feel right now that do you miss this position of power? Do you feel like you want to go back and use all this knowledge that you've gathered here in Estonia and from other countries and then go and make some policies there and changes? <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to, to, to go back. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not my plan yet because I'm here with my family too. So Aww. it's not the immediate plan yet. Um, uh, yeah, of course, it would be nice to go back. But mm-hmm. it's it will probably not into that same position. Mm-hmm. Maybe into a, a bigger position of power because I think um, Africa, not just Africa, I think Asia or mm-hmm. all countries which are which fall under the uh, third world classification mm-hmm. have an issue with governance, mm. have an issue with institutions. Okay, okay. So those of us who have, I have had an opportunity to be in a spot where I could see a lot. Mm-hmm. I could actually see so much yeah. on the state level. I was going to parliament then and the rest. So going back, I mean, and then coming to see, for example, Estonia's story mm-hmm. from 1991, just about 1987, yeah. uh, when the revolution started, and then 1991, everything took off. Mm-hmm. The first prime minister's uh, input, mm-hmm. all the way to 2004, Estonia was um, uh, with the EU, mm-hmm. and then all the way to now, yeah. <laughs> and the advanced economy. So, I mean, there's a lot to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, um, should I go back? Yeah, mm-hmm. but not yet. Okay, <laughs> not yet. okay. You're not <laughs> no done <rush>. here. <laughs> okay. I, lo- I love the cold here. Uh-huh. You love the cold, though. <laughs> Why do you love the cold? What is the t- typical average temperature in Kona? Does it get cold? Um, it does get cold, but uh, when you say cold, it's kind of <laughs> relative compared to what I see you here. Like I've seen yeah. it because uh, uh, maybe the in in Accra it averages uh, maybe thirty-two to about forty-two. That's 42 is like really warm, that's degrees Celsius. Celsius, right? Yeah, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> 42 degrees yes. in Celsius, that seems to be way too much. Exactly. I would feel like when I travel to Asia, I feel like an ice cream left in the sun, like <gasps> melting the entire yes. day. Like, Sweet. that's horrible. I hate it. <laughs> you see? So, yeah. so that, that makes a cold like, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. Appealing. So that makes the cold appealing. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I can understand you that. Know, I, have, I, have a, I think I was in Egypt. Mm-hmm. When I went back again um, to the um, embassy there, mm-hmm. um, I was in a hotel. And then again, maybe I'm just unfortunate with the uh, room <laughs> services. Okay. <laughs> and then my AC broke. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? And it took about two hours for them to, you know, to get it, to get it done. Oh, Actually, yeah. it took a longer time because I'm... Um, Gentleman came in a little later, so I had to stay mm-hmm. there for more than two hours. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you know how it is. I was like forty-seven yeah, degrees Celsius outside. Mm-hmm. You know when it's warm outside, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You can't even see that. Yikes. Yeah, I lived a year in New York and it, the summer there, it was so crazy humid. I, I couldn't stay inside without an AC at my home. Like when I was currently living, then I had my AC like going nonstop. And then my window was open all the time <laughs> when the AC was not working. And it was just so humid. Ugh. I, I, I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> I actually <laughs> love heat. New York. Part of my family lives there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's another awesome place, but mm-hmm. but the heat. I mean, look, India for example, Ghana. Mm-hmm. I mean, Egypt. Yeah, oh. a lot of countries with heat. Yeah, it's it's too. I mean, I think I even think that I have said this, and um, I wrote uh, actually we're doing some research on informal institutions. Uh, what, about what? Informal institutions. Informal what? <laughs> Sorry, once informal. more. Informal. Informal in- institutions. Institutions. institutions okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, and we're talking uh, like my, the argument is about how culture, mm-hmm. the environment, mm-hmm. affects development. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I even think mm-hmm. this is just a long shot, but I think that the heat is part of the reasons why yeah. there's a bit of uh, what's going on there, uh-huh. just to put it... Um, yeah. Because you don't have that room to think sometimes. It's too hot. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's I definitely feel like when it's super hot, then I feel my brain is like slowing down and all I want to do is lay down or be in the shadow or something. It's not so nice to think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I also spent a month in Nepal, like in... Uh, being a volunteer designer there and then uh, it was so humid and then yeah. I noticed like all of these things that you don't consider in Europe like yeah. uh, using like yes. some uh, I don't know colors on your yeah. on your um, pr- handmade products like yeah. they're going to melt in this yeah. heat so you have to like change up everything and you can't really import all of the stuff from Europe because the temperature is so different it's, like it's they crazy. won't last it's yeah. crazy it's, mm-hmm. it, it's it makes it makes um, you know the other thing about about uh, these countries we are talking about, mm-hmm. not to sound like I'm, 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 I'm denigrating or, mm-hmm. or trying to put them in the second class spot mm-hmm. or something, but in terms of order, yeah. right? <clears throat> For example, the busing system in Europe mm-hmm. is accurate. I mean, you can't miss, if, 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 you, if you get on your app, you can find which one is coming next, mm-hmm. trams, uh, trains, it's so accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you if you if you try to move the conversation just away from the heat, mm-hmm. there's a lot of disorder too as well. I don't mean to sound like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just a That's fact. It, it makes it makes it fun to live in these areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it yeah. fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you mentioned at one point that you're living here with your family. Do you have? Are is it a family that you brought with you, or did you found a family here, or uh, who is and how big is it? Yeah, so um, I met my partner in 2007 and uh, we've been um, together since then. So we had a. We had a okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have um, a young daughter who's um, eight this year. And then she came here uh, whilst I, 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 I was already here. So mm-hmm. I, I moved here and then I went back and brought them. I think late in 2016. The other one, um, my son, he mm-hmm. he um, was born here in 2017. Yeah, so okay. so yeah, that's how big my family is. A very big family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If he was born here, does he consider himself Estonian? <laughs> my, my daughter speaks fluent Estonian. Really? Yeah, cool. excellent Estonian. How did she learn it? In school. In school. Okay. She has a teacher called uh, Piret. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, nice man. job, Virat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's been awesome. Is she teaching Estonian to you? Then yes. So mm-hmm. she comes to me when I was taking the lesson. She'll come to me and then start speaking in Estonian. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm lost. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, she speaks solid Estonian. Okay. So, yeah, she's really good. Mm-hmm. I remember we went to, for a photo shoot, and then the. The one who was shooting the, the photos was a, a local. Mm-hmm. And then she started speaking Estonian with her. And she was like, wow, your Estonian is so good. Mm-hmm. How did you learn it? She was like... That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. That's good. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah. Okay. And your son? Yeah, he's still small. Uh, he's um, almost four years in June. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, he's still picking up. They're a bit... A bit it becomes confusing, you know. My partner is... Um, um, comes from the uh, middle part of the country, of our country. I come from the south. Mm-hmm. So we speak different languages. Oh, okay. Exactly. She doesn't speak my language. I speak hers. Okay. Because my father's uh, family also comes from her side. Yeah. <laughs> wow, compli- that's complicated. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to process. So, okay. <laughs> you come from the same country, yes. but different uh, areas. Yes. And you speak different languages. Totally different languages. Okay. Not even close to Okay. So yeah. what languages do you guys speak? <laughs> That's it. That's that's why yeah. they're confused at home because we have to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ah, exactly. Okay. So you speak English with each other. Yes. Okay. And oh. how many languages do your children speak? Do you teach them like all of the languages oh. that you guys speak? I think uh, our daughter speaks some chi. She knows a few curse words in ga. <laughs> okay. So the ga, this is your uh, na- native language. It's my mother's side. Mm-hmm. My mother's native language is called ga. Ga. Yeah. Okay. And then my dad is akan. Okay. Or chi, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's a mix of chi and ga. My father is, mm-hmm. uh, but um, they, uh, they 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 have a matriarchy, so they rather um, put more f- emphasis on the mom side. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's just like our naming system. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could just explain yeah, yeah. quick. explain it. So um, my first name mm-hmm. is a British name, which is Andrew, mm-hmm. because we uh, we inherited that from the British. But then my second name is my father's, um, so my father's last name mm-hmm. become my father's middle name, sorry, becomes my last name. Okay. So let's look at it this way. Your father's First, middle name becomes yes, your last name. Becomes okay. my last name. Yeah. So my father's middle name, okay, let's see my father's here. Yeah. My father's middle, middle name. Yeah. He has a last name, okay. which is his father's middle name. Oh my God. <laughs> so my father's middle name yeah. becomes my last name. But my middle name um, is um, is already automatically given to me based on my position. Okay. And then the day I was born in certain mm-hmm. circumstances. So an example, if I was born, if I'm the third born, mm-hmm. I already have a name. And a boy, I already have a name. Mm-hmm. So that's given. That's my middle name. Okay. My middle name. Then my father's middle name becomes my surname. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then I also, my middle name, which is based on the day I was born, oh my God, how or my okay, becomes okay. my son's or my, my kid's uh, last name. And they also have a middle name. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's complicated. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. uh, your grandfather chose your last name, pretty um, much, because he gave the middle name to your father. Yes. And do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have five sisters and one brother. Oh, wow, that's many. And you you guys all have different last names then? Yes. Because, but why? No, if your father's 
middle name becomes the last name. No, we will have my father's my father's middle name as our last name. All of us will have my father's middle name okay. as our last our surnames. Okay. Everybody's surname is mm -hmm. your father's mm -hmm. middle name. Okay. But then your middle name is given to you based on your position. So if you are the firstborn, you already have a name. <sighs> and a girl, you have a name. If you are the, a boy and a firstborn, you have a name. Mm -hmm. If you are the second and a boy, you have a name already. Mm -hmm. A middle name. Mm -hmm. That middle name also, your middle name, mm -hmm. becomes your son's or your daughter's last name, surname. So is the... Okay, so in Estonia, yeah. our last names are usually like... Uh, yeah. If you were born, you will usually, most likely, you will get the last name from your father. Yes. And when they're married, like yeah. then it matches. Yes. And the last names, you will pass it on to your children. Yes. And it's usually a word that doesn't m make sense as a first name. So they're like names of trees or like buildings or yeah. street, like streets or, yeah. or stuff. So does that mean that your name and like usual like uh, middle names in, uh, in Ghana are those like random like tree names or the, or they all make sense as middle names and first names as well it's important that, it's important <laughs> that i state that um, uh -huh. the kind of naming system you have yeah. here it's similar for some tribes okay. in ghana right okay. so the the Akans, for example mm -hmm. i am half a khan so the Akans, if your dad's name is for instance um, let's say xiao mm -hmm. or kwiku that becomes your surname mm -hmm. that's a surname you take the same surname mm -hmm. I really do not know what our surnames mean. Mm -hmm. I've never bothered to ask. Actually, even the middle names, because I, I I'm told we when you trace historically, we move from Israel mm -hmm. all the way into through Ethiopia, mm -hmm. and then into where we we are. So the meanings of those names emanate from um, Israel, the country Israel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is is that specific to your family or in general, Kenyan people? In general, but um, for specific tribes, like mm -hmm. I was saying, there are so many clans, so many tribes, yeah. so many dialects. So for my um, where I come from, mm -hmm. the naming system I was talking about, the very complicated one applies. Mm -hmm. For other tribes, it's the same thing. Your father's surname becomes your surname. Mm -hmm. So the day you were born, mm -hmm. so if you're born on, let's say, Saturday, your um, name is uh, Kofi. <laughs> that becomes your middle name. Okay. And then you Kofi. just take your father's surname. I'm I'm called Quisi because I was born on a Sunday. Oh. So we have names for these. Gets even more complicated. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> that that should be a whole Based podcast on, on its own. Yeah. So do all the people that are born on Sundays get the name Coffee? It depends on the tribe. Okay. <laughs> but predominantly, yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're born on Sunday, you're Quisi or um, Akosia. If you're born on Saturday, it's Kofi or Ama. And then the middle name of your father is forgotten or it adds to... For some tribes, your father's middle name becomes your surname. <laughs> For others, your father's mm -hmm. last name becomes your last name. Wow. Just like you guys do. Yeah, wow, that's like <laughs> ooh, <laughs> such a big topic and yeah. complicated, but yeah. like so fascinating, so different from Estonian system. Exactly. exactly. Okay, but what about now you're living in Estonia, yeah. you had a child here. Yes. How was the naming? Did you have to follow Estonian rules or yes. are there like rules or could you choose yourself like what his last name will be? Um, I, he already has a name. Yeah. Like, uh, his uh, middle name is already given. From because you? He's, yeah, because he's a second boy, second yeah. born and a boy. So his middle name is already given. From your father? F already. It's already established. It's there. 
what was it or like how wh- it's, where it's been there since since, <laughs> since um, what? I don't know the beginning of time I yeah know. we had tribes we've, we've, we've been it's been passed on to generation after generation okay that's a traditional thing yeah traditional mm-hmm. thing it's mm-hmm. there so the name the minute mm-hmm. you're born you are my son my middle name is Aja which is my father's name Aja mm-hmm. that my Aja's first son yeah. is Tobo is Tobo yes so then my middle name mm-hmm. my middle name Aja becomes his surname so he becomes Tobo Aja okay <laughs> but did it make sense like or how does it go so you going to Estonia and registering your child I guess what did yeah. they say or which rules do yeah. you have to follow in that case we, we had an issue because um, the, the problem was they needed it to be uh, same across the board you know all our names have to be the same okay as the a last family. name mm-hmm. yeah the last name so what I did was to hyphenate um, so I used my, my father's name as uh-huh. his last name I just hyphenated it okay yeah so um he, he he still has we all have the same name last name yeah yeah just for the registry okay <laughs> just for the register but yeah. if you use it outside of it but do you every day in everyday use do you use all of those middle names and things no no we just call him mikhail mikhail and, okay yeah, <laughs> mikhail hey mikhail that's it we uh-huh. don't even we seldom use uh, mm-hmm. middle names because it's so typical like <laughs> typical Estonian names are really short and yes. only have like first name and yes. last name yes we don't like right. most people don't have a middle name middle, <laughs> so it, 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 it's something I, I noticed so what, what we did was just to pack all the other names as mm-hmm. first names mm-hmm. and then just to maintain the one name mm-hmm. as everybody's name last name wow okay <laughs> okay so hmm. it, it's even good because um, in terms of our passports and other things it's it's become easier, mm-hmm. you know. You can you can associate all of us together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And how easy has it been to uh, to pronounce Estonian names for you? Do they sound weird for you? Because for me, like African names are like uh, quite difficult to say out and pronounce. <laughs> how is it the other way around? <laughs> I told you I was kicked out of the B1 class yeah. because uh, my pronunciations were really bad. Yeah, before I think we didn't start recording yet, but you said you were kicked. You were kicked out from the yeah. B1 yeah, Estonian yeah, class. Yeah, 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 just in general. Because just pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I was, I was lacking in <laughs> that in that department. Uh-huh. My. I mean, because I'm used to this accent already, yeah. it's very difficult to transition to, you know, the ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> but, but I'm still determined to do this, yeah. because uh, whilst I'm here, mm-hmm. it's important, um, and my daughter speaks it, so yeah, that's I would, so nice. I would. I'm planning to do that before the end of the year. Oh, cool. Yeah, to at least um, improve my Estonian, mm-hmm. yeah, to an appreciable level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. You should, really give your, you should give your you uh, should give your daughter tasks to like write post its all over your home and then you can just read like kulmkap <laughs> like brygikast uksein aken and so on words like that like window refrigerator and like uh, chairs and so on. <laughs> yeah, we sometimes recite the numbers together to mm-hmm. hundred. Okay. So uks kaks kom neli these kus seis seis. Seitse yeah we sometimes Perfect. just do it together mm-hmm. yeah. and others too like she comes say something in the morning like what do you want to talk about mm-hmm. in Estonian she's like okay maybe I'm, I'm done with the day uh, mm-hmm. I've closed from work and then she goes like oh, so what do you want to talk about mm-hmm. she says it in Estonian I'm like and it hits me I'm like okay um, my eight yeah. <laughs> and she goes like no yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's kind of we're warming into uh-huh. yeah, slowly we get there 
That's yeah. really cool. At least you have somebody at home that you can like practice with. That's like super <laughs> useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any favorite words or expressions in Estonian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are those? <laughs> yeah, I, I can give you two. Mm -hmm. So one is estikil on vagaraske. That's your favorite expression. Mm -hmm, Estonian mm -hmm. language is really hard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And then the second one is my Amastan Esti. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, so, I love uh, Estonia. Yeah, mm -hmm. so those are my... Um, I, I can never forget those things, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, even when I um, lost track of some key Estonian ways, I still mm -hmm. never forgot those. So, yeah, they've become my favorite. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> they have become my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Before, I think in the beginning, you mentioned like uh, coming to Estonia and being impressed with food. So yeah. what were you impressed with and what, what did you, yeah, what were your impressions? You know, back home, right, we, we eat a lot of meat. Mm -hmm. What like, kind of meat do you eat? Oh, man, there's an assortment <laughs> of bush meat, there's um, bush meat. chicken. There's, um, what does that mean, bush meat? Okay, we call uh, meat from uh, like a forest bush meat. Forest, yes. any random meat no, no, from no, the no, forest. No, specific ones. Okay. Okay, specific ones. So there's like um, we have a local name for it, mm -hmm. but they're specific ones. Like really nice, really nice, nice. <laughs> um, you know, game from 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 the forest. And uh -huh. you have some other um, oh, what are the names of these animals? I've forgotten them. But yeah, mm -hmm. but like bambies and stuff. <laughs> like oh, I always call like bambies, like deers. Or like. No, but, but down south you have more um, beef. Beef, mm -hmm. uh, pork. Mm -hmm. Pork is it's really hot down south. Um, chicken. Mm -hmm. So here it's similar. Mm -hmm. And then we have staples. So we have staples, like staples. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Maize, um, corn. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, it's the same thing. So mm -hmm. um, uh, cassava. What cassava is, is um, it's a staple grown in the West African region mostly. It's um, it, out of that we we are able to make uh, get starch. Mm -hmm. From that same uh, plant, you can it grows deep into the earth. Mm -hmm. When you uh, take it out, mm -hmm. you have this uh, you know kind of bulky uh, plant, mm -hmm. uh, and then um, when when you you can make so many things out of that. We have um, something we call gari. Curry, okay. Gary can make that out of, out of this I know same. curry, like no flavor. Curry. <laughs> no, like the powder <laughs> that you put on. <laughs> no, that's curry. Curry, okay. But this is curry. Gary. okay. Yes. Something else. Hmm, okay. Yes, it's consumed in um, Nigeria, Cameroon, uh -huh. um, all along the coast. Yeah. Uh, even Sierra Leone, they also use the same thing. Mm -hmm. We all, okay. you can just grow it so easily. Yeah. So that one is similar to what we call yam. Yum, okay. Yeah, Yum then, is like the potato or the sweet potato, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have sweet potatoes and other kinds of potatoes. Mm -hmm. We have um, so many of them mm -hmm. assorted. So we are more into staples. Staples, yeah. So, so we make uh, yeah. a lot of dishes out of that. So in comparison, Estonian staple would probably be potato? potato. Right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's the same thing. You realize it's the same thing. Yeah. We are, ours is meat-based and then staple-based, right? Uh -huh. Here's the same thing. Yeah. Meat, staple. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> same thing. Okay, but did you eat any potatoes in back at, back in Ghana, or do yeah, people we, eat potatoes? Yeah, we have a lot of potatoes. Okay. It's actually uh, a main component of our um, food, uh, our menus. Potatoes are really, really uh, crucial. Uh, that and cassava. We have a, a meal called fufu. 
A what? Milk? Fufu. No, fufu. a meal, a food. Called fufu. Fufu, fufu. okay. So <laughs> many like words that I can't make any like uh, connections in my head. Yeah. Like they all sound so foreign. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting. Okay. I guess when hearing those words like multiple times, then I will like start to remember them yeah. slowly. But yeah. okay. Fufu. So, so mm. we're, we're, we're similar to, what mm. we eat is similar to what you eat here. Okay. Meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we do more soups. Okay, you do with, more soups with mm-hmm. those staples. I remember when I was in um, Ghana, my breakfast would be rice and beans with um, egg, vegetables. That's breakfast. That's breakfast. Rice yes. and beans and yes, vegetables. Yes, we call it wachi. Okay, so you eat salty stuff, savory stuff for breakfast as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, yes. that's interesting. Yeah. But do you mix foods? Do you eat like different foods on like for lunch and dinner, or is it always the same? No, normally if you eat like washing in the morning, you mm-hmm. might have maybe kinky. We call it another staple, kinky. Kinky. Oh my god. <laughs> Fufu, kinky. Okay, yeah. uh, okay. okay. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> and then dinner, you could have like, like rice and stew. Rice and stew. Okay. Or but it do, depends. Okay. On the family, yeah. So my really uh, blunt moment is to eat with a fork or with hands or. It depends on, on the meal. So mm-hmm. for certain meals, mm-hmm. it's better eating with the bare hands. fingers or mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. So and always with the right hand, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, unless you... I've never seen somebody who is... Um, maybe ambidextrous people who eat with both hands. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but for me, I, mm-hmm. I, most people... Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, because when I was living or, or staying in Nepal, then we all also like there yes. the thing was like they only yes. eat like the same food like three times a day yeah. and they always eat it with hand. Yes. So in the beginning for me, yes. it was like the food is so warm. How can I like dip my hand into it? But then I noticed that actually you don't eat it when it's the warmest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then it was fine. And when I came back after like a month of eating with my hand and mixing like this uh, um, rice with this uh, sauce and like came coming back to Estonia and seeing rice I was automatically like how can I eat it with a fork like that doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is even when it's hot right yeah um, like when you're eating fufu and soup mm-hmm. we have this way back then we had mm-hmm. this communal feeling you know we ate together mm-hmm. you know so if it's um, fufu and soup yeah. It's all put into one big dish okay. or bowl, and then you yeah. everybody jumps on it. Jumps? Oh, wait, you eat f- soup yeah. with hand yes. from one big bowl? Yes, from <laughs> food <What>? soup. <laughs> how, how does that work? Now things are changing, you know? Yeah. Now there's a lot changing in, 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 with our, in our culture. Yeah. And, about us uh, as a people everything mm-hmm. is transforming i think it's the same dynamic you find here mm-hmm. younger people in estonian are not learning the language as they should right yeah or not like the actual language itself yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's same thing it's mm-hmm. changing slowly but the traditional we eat together you eat everybody together. dips your hands into it then okay go. yeah but you eat on the table or on the floor no no you have like a, we normally have like an earthenware it's like a, a earthenware. earthenware it's made from clay Clay. Ah. Yeah. So there's a, a bowl which uh-huh. is made from clay. It's like ceramic. Okay. And it's really large. Uh-huh. So it's made from clay and it's baked. Uh-huh. And then it becomes like, you know, this huge, huge thing. Yeah. Like a <laughs> tiny bathtub, pretty much, I would imagine. Like, okay. Okay, to call yeah. it that. So yeah. Okay. No, exactly. Not literally, yeah. but yeah, something like that. And it, uh-huh. Everybody eats from, from it. And it, it was fun, you know, this yeah. feeling of, hey, you know, we are together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the togetherness feeling like how often do you like 
For example, in Estonia, a lot of people who turn 18 or get uh, or older, they really want to move alone, have an apartment on their own, have it being independent. Like, what is the deal in Ghana? Like, do people live alone or do you always live with the family and cook together, eat together? You know, there's something I always talk about here, um, about um, the West. Things the West. are structured so mm-hmm. much, such that by the time you turn um, a certain age, mm-hmm. you, you, you can be independent. Mm-hmm. So things are designed such that um, you can go to school uh, without necessarily your, uh, a lot of input from your parents in terms of financial contribution. Mm-hmm. So in Africa and in most um, other areas, third mm-hmm. countries, so mm-hmm. to speak, as, you, as you, it's called, yeah. it's not the same. There's this dependence syndrome. So what I mean here is that your parents will have to ensure or that they settle, pay your fees all through, and it's in full. Okay. Because the um, private schools are expensive. In Ghana. In Ghana, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. The public schools were not the best, mm-hmm. so you have to go to a, a private school. Mm-hmm. I went to a private boarding school. Mm-hmm. It was expensive. Okay. It cost a golden tooth. Wow. So mm-hmm. that was on my folks. Mm-hmm. And then all the way to, through to university is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's pretty difficult to sort of detach from that uh, family system because yeah. you need that support. Unlike here where you start working six months, you can access any loan you want to. You can go to school, access loans. We have, lo- we have loans also, mm-hmm. but not for, uh, it's not the same, it's not actually the same. You can't have the same conversation mm-hmm. as you would. So I think uh, back to the issue of um, uh, dependency and independence mm-hmm. and all that, it, it, there are two different worlds. Mm-hmm. I, I told my daughter, hey, when you're 16, you have to get out of here. So I was like, no, I'm going to, I love the food here. I was like, oh yeah, sure, you can stay. Okay. Yeah, but you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was just joking, but yeah, uh, I was just uh, making a uh, like a, a comparison between what we had there, yeah, and what is here. Yeah. I see many people who are independent, way from very early on. So mm-hmm. it's kind mm-hmm. of cool. But was it the same for your siblings? You said you have five sisters. Were they also? Did they went to private schools as well, and also, universities? So two of my sisters are in New York. Okay. So they I went to school mentioned. all the wow. way there, yeah. And every December I go to visit, mm-hmm. but because of Corona, I'm <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit complicated. Yeah, yeah, we would have Christmas together, but the rest are in 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 Ghana. Actually, one was in Norway. She came to study, mm-hmm. and then uh, she went back, and now she's in the UK also studying law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, wow. one is in UK, London. And two are in uh, New York, and then the rest are in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a pretty international family. Is your par- are your parents proud of it, or they want you guys to come back and be in your home country? <laughs> my, my dad, uh, I remember we had a conversation, and it was like, oh, there's a lot to you know. When here everything is sort of um, harmonized, there's equality. Mm-hmm. But over there, if you have the money mm-hmm. or you have the means to, you can make a, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know. So he was like, oh, you can get rich doing these uh, regular jobs and, and all that. He would like that we come back. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I think I'm okay here for now, yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. so that's a family system. It's, okay, a, it's yeah. quite a large family, right? Yeah, it's it very is. unusual. <laughs> it's not that usual, yeah. Well, I have a bigger family as well, but I have like wow. three siblings. So we're all like four, four children together. And that's not common, super common yeah. here as well. <laughs> so. Yeah. I remember I heard, I heard from a friend that um, 
the she's from the countryside and there are seven. Yeah. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Seven? Mm-hmm. In Estonia? She's like, yeah, people in the countryside. There are a few, yeah. I had like one friend that uh, who had 11 siblings in Estonia. He wow. was the 12th of them. Wow. So there are bigger families as well. But I think their family got some award of like the biggest family in Estonia at one point. So <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty special. <laughs> but you people have incentives now for having children, lots of kids here. I think the government wants to encourage you know, mm-hmm. yeah. young people to have kids so that you fill in the gaps yeah. going forward. And in Estonia, like the um, governmental structures or the support structure, like is pretty strong or it exists. Like you get money when you children support when you give birth and so on. Is there a, such a thing in Ghana? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. I wish. You know, you 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 are responsible for your kids' um, mm-hmm. healthcare. Mm-hmm. We don't have a functional. Um, insurance mm-hmm. coverage or insurance um, yeah health insurance coverage mm-hmm. so I remember in 2001 our previous government then uh, president uh, introduced um, health insurance national mm-hmm. but then it failed along the line so mm. you're on your own yeah in terms of uh, taking ensuring that your kids go to private schools all the way to the university healthcare you know those are the perks that you need to ensure that um yeah, see. So it's it's never the same. There's nothing like um, oh, I have I have a kid, so mm-hmm. the government has to give me um something to, you know, to mm-hmm. live on. No. Yeah, and there's no retirement as well, right? Or is there? We do have um retirement um, for public officers, mm-hmm. and then um, certain companies. Mm-hmm. For others, you have you you you're on your own. Yeah. If you do not come up with uh, some sort of scheme mm-hmm. to um survive when you're old then you're on your own but it's not as uh, effective as what we are seeing in um, europe here i know mm-hmm. lots of people who went on retirement and uh, they became worse off so mm. yeah that's a challenge but what about now that you're living in estonia mm-hmm. with your family yeah. you're both you you and your wife are from uh, ghana mm-hmm. you had one child coming here and you got the second one here right yeah are you automatically getting the child support because you're living here or not really? I think there's a, there's this a stipend they give to the women, right? To the uh, woman mm-hmm. or the, the mom. It's like, um, if I can mention it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like 50 yeah. euros per child or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that's, but you don't get any like, nothing no. more? No, no, no. There's something okay. else um, for, for us coming from mm-hmm. out there. I think it's like 50 euros. Even okay, that, that's um, not much here. Yeah, it's hard. So yeah. even that, it's not... Um, I think you have to apply for it or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I, I really have never <laughs> checked about that. Mm-hmm. So when I get home today, I'll check with... Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess you won't, don't think about it all the time. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. So many things. Okay. Yeah. So many things. I mean, the difference is... If you want to talk about like differences... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can talk about uh, differences in terms of um, mm-hmm. um, educational system also. Yeah. We we had this, um, uh, you know, you have this carrot and stick sort of uh, carrot approach. Carrot and stick. Mm-hmm. Here is more the carrot, mm-hmm. no stick. We had a lot of stick. Okay, so in Estonia there's more <laughs> carrot, so there's a reward of like, do it and you will get the reward. Yes. And in Ghana it's more like, do yeah, it, yeah. do not get punished or yes. something. Yes, okay. we, yeah. We had a lot of that then because I remember 
we had a random mental session. It's like you study something last week, uh-huh. then your teacher walks into the class this week, and he just starts uh, what we call mental. He just says, "Mentor, okay." Ten times twenty. If you oh, get it wrong, okay. you get punished. Oh, how like did that. they punish you then? Do you get a bad oh, grade, or it's ways. like physical, or? Way then, way back then, when I was yeah. growing up, um, you you got caned. Caned. Oh. Yeah. But now the laws mm-hmm. have been um, strengthened, mm-hmm. and it's um, a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you beat up a child, you're likely to go to jail now. Okay. Down, okay. Yeah. So it's things have. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing it more like this Western style, I guess, yes. mo- moving towards it. Mm-hmm. The, the other bit I'm fascinated about is the fact that here mm-hmm. the focus on on the primary or kindergarten level is more on, on developing the creative. Mm-hmm mind of the child yeah whilst we were just um learning a lot yeah when i was by the time i was seven you had to add and you had to subtract i mean i learned so much you have to push so much into your head <laughs> but i see in contrast they're like you're not even focused on oh can you read it's more about drawing in estonia mm-hmm. yeah it's more fun you're mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. but it's more fun in the kindergarten, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess it is. Well, I've never been to a kindergarten, actually, so I'm, <laughs> I can't really say what they're doing really? there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always stayed home with my sister because oh. we were almost the same age. But I've heard, yeah, <laughs> that people are drawing and painting and so on and singing. Yeah. So how, oh, well, this is... But a, that's not so common as well. Like, most yeah. Estonians go to kindergarten, yeah, so... Like, Wow. <laughs> Does that make any difference, really? Uh, for me, like when I was growing up, I felt like I was... Um, when I went to school, I was really awkward. Like I didn't know how to speak to people because uh, like I had never been surrounded with so many like children before. I did went to like uh, preschool, like this dance and drawing uh, kind of um, hobby things. So I had that experience, but I felt like I was missing a bit of those social skills, so I had to uh, catch up. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. wow. Mm. That's awesome. Well, and even still back on the comparison, right, um, I'll talk about the university system mm-hmm. and, and yeah. what I saw here. I remember the first day I, I came to meet my supervisor, Professor Olav Anna. Mm-hmm. He, he had been um, a minister of state before, he had been a rector of TTU. I mean, his credentials were, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was even scared. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> coming to meet him. And then I walked into the office, mm-hmm. very first day. He stood up from his desk, came over the way to me, shook my hand oh, firmly, okay. gave me a seat. Uh-huh. And that has never left me. Oh, okay. That has never left me. I always talk about this. Uh-huh. Like, wow. Did he do it to everybody or just to. Well, I, I don't know what he, he's done with everybody, uh-huh. but for me, yeah. this. Uh, was my first meeting like with him mm-hmm. it was it was amazing okay L- you know, a lot of respect we're yeah. used to we're used to the teacher being the god mm-hmm. and then oh, okay students or you know being the you know subjects mm-hmm. so i was expecting that oh that's a really big man mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> the same thing to happen but it was amazing okay if the conversation we had mm-hmm. now was willing to help me out to succeed mm-hmm. you know that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Any other like differences that you've noticed, like culture-wise, or some weird traditions that we have that you just don't understand? <laughs> uh, I, I won't even. I'll go to the culture a bit. Okay. I'll talk about uh, yeah. the stipend. Do, about what? The stipend. Okay. Let's talk about the stipend. Yeah, as, as a student here, mm-hmm. the state um, 
um, sort of uh, provides you with some something small mm -hmm. to live on. Yeah. Not much. Uh -huh. But for PhDs, it's like there's a conversation going on now yeah. to um, pay PhDs full salaries. Uh -huh. Sorry. So this is something missing in, in other other places. So yeah, that's an interesting thing to find here. When it comes to culture, like I said, uh -huh. the lecturer. I used to teach in Ghana as well. I taught in um, um, a technical university and oh. a business school. Did you felt like a god as well? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was trying to point out. That yeah. Everybody calls you sir, professor, something. Yeah. You know? And you are like the epitome of all knowledge, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have this banter in class and the rest, mm -hmm. but here it's not so. And mm -hmm. I remember I walked into a, a classroom in TTU and it was more like a solid banter, mm -hmm. you know, to agree on even where we are going to. I've had that also with uh, some master students. Uh, in certain uh, lectures, they're like, we don't agree with this. Maybe mm -hmm. you, I want to cover a certain application, business application. Yeah. So I have prepared to cover, let's say, um, let's say our programming language. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, why are we not doing Power BI, Microsoft Power BI, you know? Okay, we should. Power BI. Why yeah. is that? Some it's technical a, term, right? It's, it's a business intelligence tool okay. for analytics, uh, building dashboards and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's more like, a, just like the way we have Excel. Mm -hmm. This is more an advanced level okay. one. And so they're like, oh, why are we not covering that? Why are we covering mm -hmm. uh, this programming tool? You know, mm -hmm. We should be doing this instead. So that challenge, you know, yeah. it's really there. So it makes you, you know, bring out the best in you. You have to prepare well. Mm -hmm. You have to be open to possibilities. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might even end up agreeing with them that, hey, okay, we're going to restructure the course. I've had to restructure mm -hmm. courses before. <laughs> so yeah. we started and you're like, maybe this is too technical. Yeah. Let's revise our notes yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I guess like right now, especially in the Western world and in the US, like they're, they're in the business world as well, like people are really emphasizing, like show your weakness and show that you're a human and show your like emotional side and that will connect you to people. But I guess, as I understood then in Ghana, it's still like they're trying to like prove themselves and not and find this power like that other way yes. around. Yeah, and, and it, it's... It's the same thing I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. about informal institutions, right? Yeah. That we have, we've, we've formed something like power hubs. So if you get power into hub, a okay. high office, mm -hmm. you are like uh, the god, mm -hmm. right? Your uh, political opponents are their subject. Mm -hmm. So they have to go by everything you say somehow. So that culture is there. Mm -hmm. you know, it's affecting so many things. Like if, if I was an older man mm -hmm. teaching younger students mm -hmm. in, in in our environment i don't expect them to challenge me yeah here you have to challenge here it's uh, the norm yeah, you have to you and you should expect that even uh -huh. if you are a full professor mm -hmm. you'd have to be ready for challenges and mm -hmm. it's, it's it's just amazing and i think it also reflects in your other institutions mm -hmm. you know, the culture itself people can speak their minds and speak mm -hmm. up you know yeah, yeah. So it, yeah that's yeah. It's Here I think I know some people who are like uh, uh, working in the university as like an older person and saying that the reason why they work there is to be surrounded with so many young people because they feel young when the young people are like uh, asking so many questions and always like uh, uh, always uh, coming back with some uh, like challenging them with yes. something. So. <laughs> yes, I, I, I can tell you during the, the time I was actively involved in uh, 
teaching, I was doing a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. A lot of learning. I was totally detached from from any social commitments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <else. laughs> yeah. Always day and night learning. Um, yes, mm-hmm. you have to, and it's something I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed. Yeah. So I really appreciate this culture here, and I hope That's that cool. we can. Um, improve what we have back home things are changing yeah mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get there yeah. mm-hmm. okay yeah. so you said in the beginning already like in the, i think in the first sentences that you love learning too and now that you've completed the phd do you have any other plans <laughs> to study something else like post phd or something postdoc or or some or just some courses and things i remember um uh last year mm-hmm. i spoke with um, there was an open position postdoc so I, I had a conversation with um, a professor in, um, in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's Finland. I forgot the name. I think University of Turku. So we're, we're having a conversation about there's this uh, postdoc position for innovation and strategy, mm-hmm. which is my specialization. Innovation and strategy, okay. Yeah, that sounds so, cool. <laughs> so the combination, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had a conversation about it. And then, um, not too long after I um, got this um, bank job, mm-hmm. So I felt, well, um, I haven't had banking experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an opportunity to, you know, um, grow and learn something new. I had worked as a, in projects, several projects, IT projects, so many things. Um, mm-hmm. But then and I've worked in auditing or audits and then audits um, and assurance. I'd worked in the IT mm-hmm. space consistently. It's a lot of. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that in IT space, you need to do a lot of learning too. Okay, yeah. It's so, constantly like changing and new changing, things are coming exactly. up. Yeah. So for five years, I was on that as well. Yeah. And then I felt, no. Oh, so here, now, this transition, I need to ensure that I learn as much, pick up as much as I can from here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would um, retire as a banker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, hopefully, I, I think I'll stay uh, mm-hmm. quite a long time here uh, in the banking area. It's quite interesting. So that's... Mm-hmm. When you speak about learning, mm-hmm. um, I haven't stopped yet. I um, I'm just about to write the um, risk management um, certification with um, um, this professional certification. I'm supposed to finish it this year, mm-hmm. so I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Then I also need to get my um, management accounting certification. Mm-hmm. So um, I have just uh, two. One paper to go and then the strategic level uh, um, final paper, we call it, is an is all-in-all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to write that too and get a license um, to, for later. So those are the things that I'm... Um, the first one is for work because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing more, I'm focused more on ICT risk in the bank. So I prepare reports for, to the board mm-hmm. on um, possible ICT risks. What is ICT? Mm. Information communication technology. Okay. So everything IT, yeah. the IT department yeah. and everything they do, mm-hmm. I'm looking out for risk, risks mm-hmm. that could, um, you know, maybe reputational risks, mm-hmm. financial risks, mm-hmm. every other risk as a result of um, a more function or deficiency in the in in, in maybe the computer systems, mm-hmm. applications, technologies, mm-hmm. people, processes, okay. functional areas, governance, yeah. etc. So I'm um, and then I yeah. report to the board. And the way you uh, you come to a conclusion that this is risky is because you compare it to different data that is out there, or yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we do. We can do an, an external and an internal one to, for instance, um, 
um, let's say there are a couple of incidents. Let's say this phone. Mm -hmm. Your phone starts, um, the screen starts mm -hmm. um, more functioning. It's not working properly. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm doing a risk assessment, I'm going yeah. to check, oh, well, wait, if I'm Apple, that is going to be a problem to me because the next time you buy Apple, right? Mm -hmm. So my job is to ensure that that is fixed. Mm -hmm. And that it doesn't pose any challenge to you as a user mm -hmm. or as a customer. Mm -hmm. so, so on an operational level, yeah. I'm following incidents, uh, whatever happens in the organization, and ensuring that it's fixed. Mm -hmm. And then we, we report to the board. Okay. So I work with uh, I have a unit manager and then uh, the head of department, yeah, Patrick and the rest. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds like a lot of... Yeah. Uh, looking into details yes. and like gathering information, yeah. comparing data to each other and a yeah. lot of analysis yeah. and then presenting it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like if, if there's going to be a rollout of a new um, program application or something, yeah, we have to go in and ensure that it works well mm -hmm. so that the user won't uh, have any problem. It's not like a, on a QA quality assurance level, but it's another level of quality assurance. Mm -hmm. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in terms of learning, constantly, Mm -hmm. I'm just giving you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that you mm -hmm. like learning. That's a position where I can imagine you always have to keep yep. up with data yep. and like keep yep. learning. Yep. Okay. You need to perfect your craft. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. So besides work, do you have any hobbies or do you like to do? What do you do if you want to relax? <laughs> I love the sauna. Sauna, really? Yes. You love it? Yes. Okay. Why? Yes. Does it remind your home or like? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's. I think. I think you know. When you're in the cold, which mm -hmm. is lovely, yeah. you need to balance it up with a little bit of heat, you know. Mm -hmm. But this heat, the reason why I like it is it's controllable. It's controllable. Okay, that's a good yes. reason. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. See, you can control how much of it you yeah. absorb and um, take it for a while and then back into the cold. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, you can always step out of it. That's yes, true. Exactly. <laughs> One time I went to... Um, I normally go to the gym and then after that I use a sauna mm -hmm. and then the pool. So I, I went into the sauna and there was no one there. So I decided mm -hmm. to add more water. Mm -hmm. This was just uh, November. Mm -hmm. I just poured some more water and then it got so hot to run out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so funny. Have you tried any like winter swimming and going from sauna to like swimming and uh, back to sauna? No, I haven't. No? I only have it in a sports club. Mm -hmm. So it's just the one place. I just go work out. Mm -hmm. Then I come out and then, you know, yeah. with the tense muscles, so you just go into the sauna. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I've done is um, skiing. Skiing, you've done it, okay. Yes, but How I, was I it? I fell like 40 times. Oh, <laughs> fell, okay. Okay, was it the first time you tried it? Yeah, mm -hmm. that was my very first time. And you fell 40 times, I did you? I fell so many times. Did you try it again afterwards? No, <laughs> no. Okay. no this was like um, somewhere in Nava. Narva, okay. Yes. Was it on the mountain, like a hill, or yeah, it was yeah, cross? Yeah, it okay. was like a, a place uh, where this resort. Yeah. We're having a, an academic conference. Mm -hmm. So everybody was like, ah, let's go skiing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, really? Okay, let's go. <laughs> then I just went to wear my stuff and yeah. I joined in and 
Man, everybody left me. <laughs> uh, well, it seems really easy on the pictures and when you look at it from the side, but no. maybe you should start with cross country. <laughs> then it's not on the hill. <laughs> yeah, because I had like similar thing. Like I grew up in Estonia and next to a park. So even when I was like, my mother says that when I learned to walk, she already put me on skis. So I was like in the park, like doing a bit of this cross ski stuff, but like like kind of like skiing on that on this um um pre-existing like road or something but then i lived uh i lived like half a year in switzerland where there's a lot of mountains and we had this weekend trip with other erasmus students to the skiing place on the actual hills and mountains and it was my first time on the hills and i was like yeah i've done it before i've skied like my whole life i can do it and i went to the mountain and well, that didn't end well. Like I fell a lot of times and I ended up uh, messing up my knee and got the big ACL injury. And so I haven't been back. So that could be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> sorry, talk of breaking backs. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, how that ski, that device works. Mm-hmm. When you fall, you can easily yeah. get up. You get stuck somehow. So I broke my back. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where? Yeah. Here in Narva? Or? Yeah, in Narva. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. It's... it's um, so then you experienced the uh, hospital system and like doctor system here no, or I no? Take it anyway. I just no. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so it was just like a tiny injury, like you you were just hurting or? Yeah, I was hurting for a long time. It took a long time to heal, but I didn't okay. take it anywhere. Why? Um, I don't know. I think I um, I underestimated it because I do work out a lot. You mm-hmm. know, you don't really pay attention mm. to because you always. But okay. later on, I was like. Oh, Maybe you should pay attention. (laughs) You can go to a chiropractor or a physiotherapist. They can help you out. We're going to find out. Okay, that's good. Find out, yeah. Maybe next season I'll try it. Mm -hmm. I'll try it again. Mm. Somebody said I should try the um, the one that's done in the city center first before going to the. I mean that's a skating, right? Ah, skating, cross country skiing as well. Ice Ice skating we have as well. yeah. Yeah. Have you tried that? Uh, once. Okay. I was just holding the reels all the way. Okay, time. okay, that's the beginning. Yeah. yeah right. But uh, yeah, like just to get that balance mm-hmm. before doing the actual thing with the, you know, <laughs> just to. Uh, okay. Uh, not yet. Hmm, so many exciting things. <laughs> yeah. Any anything else you've uh, tried here that you can't do mm. in back home or back on not really much. I think because most of my time has been devoted mm-hmm. to working yeah. and, and trying to excel on the job and mm-hmm. with studies and with students and the rest, mm-hmm. I've really not explored much. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me, right when I got time, the COVID started. Oh, yeah. So, oh. I mean, uh, At least the nature is open like for us. We can... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you drive, oh yeah, you drive a car, yeah. so you can go to some walks and marches and have a walk in the forest. Oh, yeah, I've been to Yogeva. Yogeva, okay. Y- Yogeva. Okay, that's yeah. a small city, right? Or a hi- yeah. village. Mm-hmm. Do you, there's this, um, uh, it's like this nature reserve as well. With okay. This, there's a walkway with marshes on the side. Yeah. You're like, hey, be careful you're falling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I did that, went through the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've done that twice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the second one was um, oh, I forgot the name of this place. It was on your way to. Is it Pano? Pano could be. This this is park. It's a national reserve as well. I walked uh-huh. all the way through it. 
yeah, so yeah, mm. those are the fun yeah. things I've done, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good thing about Estonia that we have a lot of this nature hiking places and there's a really good website uh, called uh, loodusegakoos.ee which is uh, togetherwithnature.ee and it has like the, all of those RMK uh, hiking trails and RMK is our like national forest uh, um, organization so they uh, they uh, clean all of those places and they have like uh, they keep keep them in order and they they have marked places where you can go Uh, with your tents and stay overnight and during summertime they have those bonfire places they provide wood there so you can just go and stay there and it's really really well kept and really nice you know when you spoke about tents um, mm-hmm. i mean those are the good signs okay <laughs> there are certain things about africans right mm-hmm. maybe i don't want to generalize not mm-hmm. all africans but most africans okay right? it's very uh, uncommon to mm-hmm. have an african go mount a tent <laughs> Why? and live in the woods <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've never thought about that, but now that you mention, yeah, hmm, what? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's um, two things. Okay. We are very superstitious somehow. Uh-huh. Most people are superstitious about um, spending time in the in the forest alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, because um, um, I think predominantly in most of our forests we have really wild animals. Oh, okay. So it's not really common. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, um, so we, we do have um, national parks, reserves, mm-hmm. excellent, wonderful ones. Mm-hmm. We just walk through and enjoy the scenery. But to go stay there for like three nights. <laughs> mm, uh, you nah, wouldn't do that. <laughs> not really. Oh, I, I know some, I, I have a, an Egyptian friend okay. who would do that. Yeah. He still does that. Yeah. He's African, he does that. But for me, I'm not also, I'm not... Um, I'm not the, the religious type here, so my mom was Christian, my dad was doing his own thing, but for me, I'm neutral, but I still, it's not just about superstition, but mm-hmm. you hardly find me in the forest alone with a tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, we do here sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> then we pick so, berries on there and like just... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've joined that berry picking exercise before. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds funny. funny. <laughs> no, 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 it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what berries did you pick? There were this black... Um, Blueberries? Yeah, I think so. I mm-hmm. forgot them. What, there, was just, there were different variants. Yeah. There was this black one, and they, they would just eat it right away. Yeah, yeah. We mm. have like blueberries and Bultmari, um, which oh. is name I don't really know in English. And we have Pohlat and Jofika. Those wow. are red ones. Wow. And... Uh, Mushrooms mm. and uh, Ostel Bio. Mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms as well, yeah. You can find everything. Yeah, we, we, we have mushrooms too. We love <laughs> mushrooms. In the forest? Mm-hmm. Do you pick them and eat them? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah we eat okay. them too. That's why I told you that we have a lot of uh, things in common. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. We have that in common. No, we actually cool. have some, you know, some things in common. Uh-huh. Like, um, we also love the nature. It's just that um, we go there to look for game meat <laughs> so meat okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we have mm-hmm. so i could pick mushrooms and um, snails do you have snails here snails yeah we have tiny like we have uh, in tallinn and around here we have tiny ones but in sarama okay. we have quite big ones vina mm-hmm. mad um yeah. big sort but we don't eat them they're mm-hmm. under this na- natural protection nature protection so you're oh, not right. allowed to pick them and eat them oh really <laughs> yeah it's a delicacy elsewhere 
Yeah, but here you can't really. Nobody mm. eats them. No, <laughs> like uh, I, my uh, grandmother li- used to live in Sarema, so our like summer house is there, and uh, there they have like really, really huge uh, snails that me and my sister used to. When we were younger, we used to pick them up and put it on our gate, and then look them like crawl all together or something. <laughs> Played with them, but never ate them. No. <laughs> wow! Wow! You know, it's uh, we have this. It's even on the menus, like in on menus in restaurants, mm-hmm. like snails. With, yeah. How do you eat it? Or like you? Oh, I've eaten it like uh, uh, in Belgium. I think I've eaten it. Or yeah, but it's cooked uh, in soup. Like you know, it's added to soup, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it becomes um, sometimes it's chopped up and fried or something. Yeah, Ugh, I mean. For me, it sounds a bit. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, not no, the most delicious you know, thing. In, 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 not just in um, Ghana or anywhere else. Yeah, try yeah. to eat other animals. Mm-hmm. Right, so I've seen people eat so many strange things in other places. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, but speaking of those weird things that people eat, like. For me, eating snails is like blah, not the most <laughs> like <laughs> best memory. Slimy. Yeah, that's what I don't okay, like. So about it, it. it was it was it wasn't treated properly in your in your case. Huh? Maybe with what I've seen, it's washed. Mm-hmm. It's treated, <laughs> and then it's you know um, prepared properly, spiced up, and the rest. So yeah. Okay, you make it sound like maybe I would want to try it again. <laughs> But do you have anything that you've tried in Estonia that you don't like? Or how do you like, like, uh, kohuke or black bread or uh, uh, different foods? You know, my, uh, I had some blood sausages. Yeah, okay, blood sausage. How did you it? Was, it wasn't it? as bad as people had said it was. Mm-hmm. It would be like, uh, it, was, it was okay. It was like, normal sausages. Mm-hmm. It was nice. What would I like here? Hmm. I don't think there's any specific thing I do not like. Okay. Uh, probably maybe some of the things I would miss would be the um, at certain times I like being in those but at certain times I would say I would miss like um, hanging out with friends you know mm-hmm. in the open air mm-hmm. when especially when it's cold I'm like oh sometimes it's cold and you know, the rest but when back in Ghana we could just I, where I grew up to was a place where there were lots of uh, we call it to Oxford Street there's a lot of um, bars restaurants mm-hmm. so we just go hang out, you know, yeah. nightclubs, mm-hmm. you know, lots of stuff when mm-hmm. we're growing up. Yeah. So. But do you go like and hang out there with your own friends or you go alone and you meet uh, like random people and just approach them? Oh, we normally went together with mm-hmm. uh, friends, you know. Yeah. And it's possible to meet people up there too as well. Mm-hmm. But man, then the objective was just to have fun. Yeah. So, you know, when you could just go and dance alone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care about anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, your, the objective is not to meet somebody there. Mm-hmm. If you do, yeah, maybe you exchange numbers and, yeah. and take it forward. But uh, beyond, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. so okay. Yeah. Th- there isn't anything specifically I would say I do not like. I just feel um, in terms of communication, mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to a point where things will be a bit more, um, <clears throat> will be better. Mm-hmm. I remember when I joined, uh, for instance, um, Microsoft or other places. Mm-hmm. Um, it it became a bit difficult to to understand fully mm-hmm. what was being communicated to me. So during trainings, I tended to be a bit slow mm-hmm. because I need to. I have a way of thinking and perceiving. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's communicated in a certain way, I'm like, I, maybe I didn't get the words. Like yeah. maybe as we're communicating here, some of the words mm-hmm. may not be clear because you're not. Yeah. So yeah. those were the things I. Um, 
And I felt at certain times, um, people had to be a bit more patient mm-hmm. to understand that no, this this it's a matter of it's a, it's, a, it's an issue of communication, not mm-hmm. and not um, that oh, that chap is daft, you know. That what? <laughs> that was the, <laughs> that was my slow moment. What did yeah, you say? Uh, uh, like. Um, Assuming that somebody is stupid. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I said um, daft. Daft, okay. Yeah, it's like more. Um, is you it know. your language or no? Just the slang? No, it, yeah, it's just kind of a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somebody's daft, yeah, like, you know, half wit or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, but uh, I, I think that, that was one thing I. But it's just like any other place, people, communication is um, a shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to make sure that you understand me. Mm hmm. You're, you, the receive, recipient, also has a responsibility to ensure that you do mm-hmm. and that it's communicated in the right way. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things I was always pushing for, that hey, we need to get to a point where we have a partnership or an agreement and understanding that mm-hmm. hey, if I don't understand our feedback, mm-hmm. and then you can rephrase it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I, I think it will be the same with um, me in the lecture hall as well. Uh-huh. So, so many things I would say, people would go like, oh, What's he talking about? Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm also communicating, but yeah, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I adopted visual ways of dealing with that. Yeah, because I'm equally a visual person, yeah. So that's what I I felt has been an, an issue. It's not an issue per se. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But what would be uh, like your tips or advice for other foreigners coming to Estonia? So uh, the first thing I would say is that... Uh, um, before you come to Estonia, um, you need to prepare adequately. Prepare to what? Prepare adequately. Psych prepare, yourself up. Prepare, quickly. yes. Okay. Prepare adequately, well. Adequately, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So prepare and psych up um, for possibilities. It's a very beautiful country. There's a lot to learn here. One of the key things that I've told people who want to move here is you should um, be ready to learn. Estonians are hardworking people. Mm-hmm. You should be ready to learn to contribute as much as you can mm-hmm. and then also um, um, the, that expectation gap should be narrowed a little bit so what I mean is um, uh, if I'm expecting that okay I should be able to um, get to point A mm-hmm. I should also um, work towards it you know mm-hmm. by for instance um, learn um, maybe how to use applications learn how to do some anal- analysis you know learn certain things that will make you useful mm-hmm. You know, acquire certain skills along the line that you will make you useful mm-hmm. to the economy here. That's those are the things I, I would say. So prepare, preparation, preparation, preparation. Okay. Yeah. Don't just walk in and go like ah, let the wind blow me. The wind will blow you. <laughs> let the wind blow you. Good expression. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I think. Um, mm-hmm. Genuinely. Um, we, we, those who intend to come here, mm-hmm. but it's important that I highlight that hey, it's one of the best places to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really need your peace of mind and if you want to progress, mm-hmm. this is a great place to be. Okay. It's also important that people are patient, mm-hmm. that if you're moving into another country, they have a culture, they have a way of doing things. So yeah. you either adapt. Or, or you do your very best to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, don't expect that overnight you can make friends everywhere. You should work gradually towards it. Mm-hmm. So that's those are, that's what I was talking about expectation gap. Yeah, it's a gradual process. Mm-hmm. So you have to be patient, mm-hmm. work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and the rest uh, 
Enjoy the food also. <laughs> Enjoy the food. Oh, I love that. So cool. What about like if you walk on the street, then uh, your skin color is a lot darker than Estonians. Yes. Have you had any like has this been an issue for you or have has it been something that people are scared of talking to you or how has that been? Yeah, um, um, it's not just here. You know, if you if you look at the U.S. for example, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, the dynamics are, 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 are similar mm-hmm. across the globe. There are always marginalized uh, yeah. groups. So, um, for Estonia particularly, I think the challenge earlier when I when I arrived here, when you you hopped on the bus or a tram, mm-hmm. everybody will be looking at you. Mm-hmm. First, I didn't get it, but I later realized, oh, it's because they never interfaced with the yeah. dark skinned person That's before. True. I went to Yogiva and then I went to a shop to get some water yeah and then somebody was behind me mm-hmm. i think was trying to touch my skin um, yeah so then the attendant was laughing yeah <laughs> so it's like what's wrong i just turned back and i realized yeah. i also had a, a situation where somebody wanted to take a picture with me mm-hmm. a picture of me or to, like wanted us to be in a shot so i didn't understand it from the beginning but mm-hmm. later on i got to understand that oh whoa it's because they hadn't um, interfaced with the dark skin person. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, on the other side. There, um, there could be, even in the office, at the beginning also when I was in the sky building, mm-hmm. I was the only dark skinned person mm-hmm. around. So you have that feeling that, hey, mm-hmm. everybody's looking at me. Yeah, standing but, out a bit. Yeah, but it's natural. And, and I always try to, the thing about me is I always take advantage of these things. Mm-hmm. I want to project the best out of me. The, mm-hmm. At uh, EBS, for example, I'll say I may be the first dark-skinned mm-hmm. to have graduated with a PhD there. So it's taking advantage of... Uh, I've walked into lecture halls and everybody's like, are you the one coming to teach us? But then I tell them, hey, just be patient. Mm-hmm. And midway into the semester, they're like, wow, you're one of the best lecturers we've ever oh, met. Oh, cool. Wow. So yeah, I always want to take advantage mm-hmm. of those things. I don't like to uh, hit the negatives too hard. It's mm-hmm. like whipping a dead horse. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So I always, I'm just looking on the brighter side. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are issues. Even internally, there are issues. Mm-hmm. And just like like I was saying, in the US, everywhere else, yeah. there are issues. It's just for us to, as dark skinned people, to put in the best effort. Mm-hmm. And then, when you do that, and the situation still doesn't permit you to rise up, mm-hmm. then you can start um, complaining, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, put in your best effort. Arrive on time when you have to. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? a good one. That people will respect you if you arrive on time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good attitude to have, and that's I totally agree. Like, especially if you go to a smaller villages, then yes. most people who live there haven't gone abroad or haven't yes. traveled anywhere, and it's it's really rare that somebody with like darker screen comes to their city so yeah. they don't know like they haven't seen it exactly. Exactly. and it was the same for me when I was traveling in Asia like in Nepal and Cambodia oh. and like <laughs> I was the white one yes. among all the yep. like darker people and everybody wanted to have a picture with yep. me or <laughs> yes. touch me or hold my hand or, or touch my hair or something and I felt like wow okay <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty special here so <laughs> that must be yeah, the opposite for you uh, yeah it is. It is somehow. I've had. I've, I've had a lot of negative stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have formed an association of Ghanaians here, oh, and, okay. and I happen to be. The, Are there a lot of people? A lot of Kenyan, um, Kenyan people yeah, here. Now I, I heard that there were about uh, sixty to eighty oh, kids. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. 
which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, I was even surprised. And they all came last year. Oh, okay. So we are trying to put them together. And the whole idea is just to sensitize everybody about um, mm-hmm. expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, following the rules. Mm-hmm. And then also about um, some of these uh, things that will be negative and how to convert them into positives, you know? Yeah. So if somebody's staring at you, I have this Nigerian friend. Mm-hmm. She wear her, uh, the uh, headgear mm-hmm. and an African an African apparel. Yeah. So if you're staring at her, that's when she will pose and be taking a shot of herself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that could be annoying, but yeah. but it just tells you that hey, I'm proud of who I am, mm-hmm. and therefore you should also see me as such. So mm-hmm. it's more about just turning things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's one other thing too I noticed that. People have this discomfort. Mm-hmm. They're in your, you're in your comfort zone. Yeah. Then somebody comes in and you're like, hey, come to take my job, my money, everything. Yeah. So it's it's important to allay those fears that, hey, just calm down. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to contribute my quota, support mm-hmm. in every way I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything or destroy anything. Mm-hmm. You know, just give yeah. me a, a little it's room. That's it. Okay. Do you get annoyed when people ask you about your skin color or about your hair or, or about something else? Yeah, you don't have much hair, but <laughs> but I know like uh, the hair thing is different as well. <laughs> yes, I, I think I got a bit disappointed when I um, when when, when my colleagues okay. when my colleagues in the office will be asking um, such questions, mm-hmm. you know, after knowing me for a long time. Mm-hmm. But if it's outside, I wasn't really bothered. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't really bothered, and it depend on the the depending on the, on the way it came in anyway. I, I never was. I've never been bothered about some of these things because mm-hmm. I understand it. Yeah. You know, I fully understand it. So I've tried to, you know, oh, I, don't, I won't get angry over stuff like that. Okay, it's been super interesting to hear uh, about your story and about you sharing, like, about Kanyan people living here, about uh, you being so open about, uh, like, sharing about your uh, skin color. <laughs> <laughs> as weird as it sounds about hearing the name system and everything and so before we wrap up because uh, time is flying by is there anything else you would like to add or to mention yeah so um uh, i'd like to um thank uh, the rector of pbs and my, rector of ebs yeah, yeah, okay um, and ebs before the i don't think i said it ebs is short for estonian so business school, school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, also my supervisor former <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, i think I, I i'm saying thank you because um uh, the opportunity that was provided me the scholarship i enjoyed for over three years mm-hmm. was um, great. The opportunities provided was great. Also to um, my um, to the those who engaged me from Microsoft through to Twilio, and now the people I work with at Lumino. I think it's um, it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, a lot to share in between, uh, which can fit into one podcast. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for me, to say to say thank you for all of them, and. Um, um, to let um, everyone know, aside appreciating all of that, there's still a lot of work for us who are coming from outside to do, mm-hmm. to contribute to our quota, to live by the laws, abide by the rules, and to make sure we're uh, always on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also to say thank you for uh, um, spending time to listen or to have this conversation. It's been fun.
Mm-hmm. Fun. It's been great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are my final words. Yes. So nice. Thank you for being here and having this chat with me. And as always, you can find Found in Estonia on Facebook, on Instagram, on foundinestonia.ee. So go and like us on all of the platforms. And uh, I would love it if you would share some Instagram stories and uh, telling us did you learn anything new about Ghana. Did you find out anything new about Andrew? What did you enjoy in this episode? And then writing us feedback. And bye.